Welcome to Sibylline Podcasts, part of our World Risk Register Threat Monitoring Service. These podcasts are released on a weekly basis, covering timely and relevant topics. In these discussions, we hope to shed light on evolving scenarios and provide actionable predictions and implications. We hope you enjoy listening and welcome any feedback. Hello and welcome to another Sibline podcast. In this session, we're going to be talking about Mozambique, notably in the context of the recent local elections. And with me to do that, I'm joined by Ben Manzin, our Sub-Saharan Africa analyst, and by Jonathan Dunbar, our director for EMEA. Guys, thanks very much for joining me today. Um, so Ben, what's the latest? So yeah, Mozambicans went to the polls yesterday to vote in local elections in 53 municipalities. Voters will be selecting local representatives and assembly members in these locations, many of which have previously been dominated by the ruling Freelamo party. The local elections are particularly important as these will be the first local elections the opposition Renamo will be contesting since 2008. Political grievances resulted in an outbreak of violence in April 2013, which caused Renamo to boycott the elections that year. This then resulted in a resumption of hostilities broken up by a number of ceasefires until 2016 when an indefinite peace was agreed. Since then, governing Freelamo and opposition Renamo have been in the process of enforcing this peace agreement, which comprises of a demobilization, disarmament and reintegration process and constitutional changes to allow for the decentralization of power. Okay, so this the peace process then, what impact has that had on the conduct of the election? Well, earlier in July of this year, it was questioned as to whether or not the election would be even held as issues over the integration of Renamo's military wing into the National Armed Forces and police mounted. Renamo wanted this done after local elections, while Freelamo wanted it to take place immediately. However, this issue was resolved and the peace process has continued. On the 6th of October, just days before the local elections, the integration protests began to be overseen by international observers, including from the US, Germany, India, and Switzerland. Despite heightened political tensions, the campaign period which was, uh, was then held was broadly peaceful, although issues relating to improper use of state resources and electoral misconduct, mainly the destruction of campaign material, surfaced repeatedly. The campaign did see a few instances of violence, Tet in particular proved to be a repeated hotspot for activity. During the campaign, a Renamo official approached the police to lodge a complaint and was then shot in the thigh by a policeman who was a member of Freelamo. This resulted in a short-term escalation of rhetoric as Renamo's interim leader, Osufo Momande, stated on the 4th of October that as the police could not be trusted to ensure security, he may have to order his rangers to intervene, especially to prevent fraud. So I suppose one of the key questions then is whether these elections have put the the peace process in jeopardy. That certainly is a key issue that's come out of this, but that's highly unlikely. Uh, Despite the threat, the disarming and reintegration process has continued. Renamo's rangers were not present at polls, and with the exception of sporadic instances of uh, sporadic disturbances and a few occasions in which the police needed to intervene, again, Tet saw an incident where the police had to fire a gun into the air to disperse rioters. The election took place broadly peacefully. It's very common in local elections in Mozambique for there to be such instances. In fact, compared to 2008, no one died this year. Moreover, though it was expected that Freelamo would continue to dominate the polls, 
especially given constitutional amendments made in July, which stated that only that the winner only needed to gain a simple majority rather than 50% of the vote, a change which had ex had been expected to further favor Freelamo as opposition votes would be split between Renamo and the other opposition party, the Democratic Movement of Mozambique, MDM. It appears from preliminary results that many people who had previously voted for the MDM have now returned to Renamo, resulting in the party winning in some of its traditional heartlands in central Mozambique. It appears that Renamo has even won its first election in the traditional Freelamo stronghold of Cabo Delgado in the district of Chure. Moreover, in many places where they didn't win, they received enough of the vote to gain a good representation in municipal assemblies. Therefore, while Renamo may contend some votes where they are likely to allege fraud, notably from high rates of votes being thrown out, which is a traditional way that Freenamo skews things in their favor, uh, the party will likely be broadly satisfied with the elections, and therefore the peace process is expected to continue. This is especially the case given that neither side really wants to return to conflict. They are both exhausted by it. The country's economy needs the stability that the peace process will bring, and Renamo knows that it can't win a conflict with Freelamo. Therefore, we expect, broadly, a stable business environment going forward um, in, in, in Mozambique in the long term. Okay, so perhaps we'll um, just open it up a little bit into the sort of future outlook of the country. And um, Jonathan, perhaps I'll, I'll ask you this. Um, you know, what are the main challenges for Mozambique going forward? And you know, how well placed is the country to deal with those following the elections? Yeah, the, um, one of the biggest challenges in Mozambique moving forward is the legacy left behind of the, um, the civil war from 1977 to 1992. This underpins the, the standing polarization between Renemo and Frelimo, which has um, you know, contributed to sporadic incidents of violence we've seen back during the last elections. Now they have moved past that between uh, President Nayusi and then Renemo leader Afonso Glacama. So despite the process itself, though, there are still issues that have to be ironed out. One thing which Ben mentioned was the demobilization, disarmament and reintegration of uh, Renemo fighters into the armed forces, which is key to any coordination and, and working together between Frelimo and Renemo to put Mozambique back on the right track. In addition, this overhang from the conflict and more recent periods of conflict, it's, um, it's impacted the economy, it's knocked investor confidence, and despite massive reserves of gas up in the north of uh, Cabo Delgado, the, the government has not been able to take full advantage of this, and this has caused other issues there. But as Ben has said, Mozambicans are tired, they're fatigued, you know, they were fighting a long civil war, memories are still fresh of this, the most recent period of violence, you know, from uh, 2013, 2014, up until about 2016, you know, that, 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 um, that brought back these memories. And uh, much as we've seen in other African countries, the, the very instigation of, of any potential larger conflict has uh, made people to kind of stand up and realize and, and see that a peace process is a much better way forward to put their country back on track and thereby improve the economy and improve their livelihoods. Okay, and how much of a concern is the sort of nascent uh, Islamism that we've seen in the north of the country. Is that something that we need to uh, bear in mind? Is it getting worse? Or, or frankly, is this something that's perhaps uh, not worth overblowing as a challenge? The, um, there's still some confusion existing 
over the actual formation of the group, this Islamist group called Al-Sunnah, even to the extent that when they initially merged earlier this year and late last year, and they uh, continued to um, carry out rudimentary and low-level attacks on local communities, that uh, they were confused with um, the name Al-Shabaab and parallels were drawn with the Somali Islamist group there, which have so far been disproven. They are a threat. However, to the extent that there are, are a large threat, particularly to the business community up there and international community operating in Cabo Delgado, it's rather limited at present, given not least the security around most of these sites involved in natural gas extraction. Um, to what extent this will grow uh, remains to be seen. On the positive side, should the peace process continue, that will enhance political stability in the country and will therefore kind of undermine the very existence of why Al-Sunnah is, fi- is fighting, partly because of lack of representation for that element of the community, but also part of, partly because of the, um, the dire socioeconomic conditions up in the north of Mozambique in particular. And should the peace process continue, should the political stability increase, and this will likely lead to an improvement in economic conditions. I mean, the Mozambican economy is expected to grow by 3.5% this year, 4% next year, and by the latest IMF figures, up to about 11% by 2023 should the, um, the, the, the exploitation of natural gas reserves continue uninterrupted. This is a good sign for the country as a whole, but it's also a good sign for uh, the northern Cabo Delgado province where they're having these issues now with the with with El Suna. but there, there there are a lot of ifs on this because that money will need to be reinvested in the province itself in the local communities and aimed at the youth who are joining this group and perpetuating the presence of this group ben what are your thoughts um, absolutely agree with that analysis. I would add that what we have seen in recent weeks is the group begin to evolve its capability. Um, they've gone from attacking isolated villages to actually attacking uh, military convoys and uh, isolated military patro- patrols. So while this group is developing, its presence does remain highly limited and its capability does remain limited. While they are kind of organized around a rudimentary fundamentalist Islamic rhetoric, what pushes Al-Sunnah and what enables them to recruit is tapping into local socioeconomic, ethnic, and political grievances. So it is likely that if this peace process is to continue as we expect it to do so, and if the economic development in the region continues again as we expect, the government does have what, it's, what it needs to combat both the rhetoric and also given that they won't, will have the military capacity as they won't be trying to redirect uh, um, security resources around the country to combat any kind of Renamo um, insurgency, they will be able to combat this group and limit its development into the long term. Brilliant. Ben, Jonathan, thank you very much for your insight. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have found this podcast useful. If you'd like to learn more about our services, or if you have any questions or feedback, please get in touch at info at